56 of the Radio Impound podcast coming at you from Chandler, Arizona, the pre-Worlds edition. And Jason Rona will be joining us just in a second. He's going to turn the TV down. And there's Jason. How we doing? What's up, J-Ro? Here's your new commercial, by the way, Jason. Let me talk to you. Yeah, we got our new commercial. Rich prepared this for us for the worlds here and a lot of hannah's video footage here some of her photos and uh, some of footage from rich that photo or that i'm sorry that video from uh, chili bowl that was my video so it's so good we gotta go watch it again yeah mayfield dropping off that's recent that's the e-nationals video there so all new oh yeah Okay, this is uh, Matt Olson's uh, media company. <clears throat> Mod Live Media. Doing a good job here this weekend. I mean, it, it really hasn't started yet, but he's got a big crew here. Today was just a check-in day, and you could mount tires. At, you know, if, if you're a racer, you could you could get your control tires and start mounting them. And uh, they were doing that behind the track outside. So that was the only only complaint i've heard was the guys uh, mounting their tires out there in the heat 112 112 but you know what everybody made it they got it done uh, some people took two hours mounting their tires some people took 30 minutes but who's the guys doing making the two hours like how many uh well, so how many tires do you get for each class well you can it's actually unlimited so most people are mounting the full amount of tires. Uh, others are just mounting what they think they need to get started. So the guys spending two hours out there today probably mounted them all. They probably mounted everything that they wanted for to get going and throughout the day. So, so the video I have up here is from Olson's uh, channel. And today they did, uh, what's this, a pre-world's, uh, I think they do a walkthrough of the track here, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't honestly watch any of this yet, but what it, I believe what I was told is they kind of, you know, they were doing a little warm-up today, kind of a little session to kind of get going and, you know, um, you know, let everybody kind of get used to, you know, what uh, what they can expect from the coverage from the weekend. <clears throat> you know, uh, so they got Zach Rogers here on the right. And uh, I can't remember, uh, as we talked about earlier, on the left, but, and then we got on the mic here. This is um, doing a little track walk is Richard Lake, who is traditionally their announcer at this track in this race. He usually does all the race announcing here, but he, uh, he's part of the, the mod crew this weekend. Oh, okay. Real uh, veteran racer. Uh, Richard's raced a ton. That is his home track. He's kind of sacrificed, you know, a lot A lot of times people will take this opportunity to race, but Richard kind of seemed like he did the, you know, one of the right things here and uh, helped put on a good show. So Richard is uh, kind of walking people through what the, the track looks like here on the live video. But, I mean, to me, the track is pretty straightforward. Uh, I, I'm... I'm kind of like impressed in a sense with this layout because 
I'm impressed in a, in a way that I feel like they didn't overdo it. Lots of times when you have like a big race like this or, uh, you know, something of that nature, people, you know, the tendency is to sometimes overdo the track, but I think they kept things pretty simple. Um, you know, I think they kept it pretty simple with the track layout and it's the, the surface itself and just the speed that you have to drive this track at is, is enough to make it challenging as it is. So I, I I'm impressed with kind of the layout to me is going to be pretty straightforward for most. And I think they're going to do a good job with it. Looks good on the video. I mean, the green infields. Yeah. I mean, Larry, Tom, uh, I talked to him obviously quite a bit yesterday and today. And he was really relaxed. I I thought he would be (laughs) a little more, uh, a little more stressed, but, um, but he's not, you know, he looks a little relaxed. He has, uh, he has a great, crew i think that he put together uh he he looks really confident in guys like jake thayer who's uh building the track maintaining it charge of that part he's got a great crew in tech but if i just had to do a rough number of the, the amount of people just here today um you know you know doing the track itself or just you know helping with the event i mean he's got to be in the Probably the 20 range, I'd say, you know, just helping with the event, you know, between Larry, there's probably two or three people inside, you know, that's four right there. You got um, the the couple guys working the track. You got the tech working in tire tech. Then you got the, the people working in tech itself. There's somebody monitoring the tire mounting area to make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'd say there's at least twenty. Uh, yes, I do. I have the best seat in the house, right in the driver's stand. Justin Juber, wow, he doesn't race RC anymore. What's he doing? So you can see um, this this view here that's going on in the back uh, in the background on your videos, kind of showing from the above the, the bird's eye view here of the track, uh, the pit area there, and you know you can see. Uh, they just put in a mister system. So I believe it's just above that. You can see the mister lines yeah. I think, running right there. But every, you know, uh, I don't know what they have the schedule set for, but it seems like, you know, every, you know, six, seven minutes, whatever the amount is, uh, the sprinklers are going off, keeping things consistent. So there was nobody on the track today. Uh, today was just a check-in and get your tires mounted type of day and, you know, doing your last minute odds and ends on your car. Um, so everyone looked really busy, even though there was no track time usually. Uh, uh, but everyone looked really busy. I, I was, but honestly, I, I was pretty impressed because there was no real freakouts. <laughs> freak out yeah usually people kind of there's some kind of thing that generates in the pits about maybe a rule that they didn't know about or something that doesn't pass tech and there wasn't really hey no problem i'll be here okay i'll be here 
So Jason's getting a new water heater installed. Yeah. <laughs> the Airbnb. Yeah, we, we woke up this morning and had no hot water and Paul was on it. He got uh I mean this is a beautiful house that we're in. I mean, um, you know, we, we got five or six people staying here, so it was we found that it's been a little easier to get the Airbnb recently and it's a beautiful house. Uh guys are playing pool in here. We got a pool table. Dang. Paul we gotta make the trip out. Paul was showing Lee how it's done on the pool what table earlier. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're we're here. The uh, yeah, Kyle's saying here the decals on the track, like the uh, the world's decals on the track, look awesome. The banners and then uh, the Kinwald pit was cool to see those photos today. Well, I think in in, in one respect here, uh, Larry and the crew at Hobby Action was really smart and selected and worked with stick at one graphics to be the title sponsor of the worlds. And, and I think what they're getting is they're getting the look that they want. And for the title sponsorship with stick at one, all, everything you see, that's a banner or a, or a decal, or, you know, if you can see in the background, you know, they're zooming in here, you can see the red decals on the wall. Um, so many things made by stick at one here to make things look nice. You know, the sign on the yep. wall, tire, tech, tire tech, yep. all that stuff is, um, the Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah. Everything here is, <laughs> is, uh, decaled up courtesy. Yeah, it looks great. So yeah, that, and that makes a big difference for <clears throat> coming into a nice event. And, and you know, what's funny is people really like the way this track looks, but traditionally, it doesn't look a lot different than this. It's always really nice. So, I mean, it's yeah, honestly right like there, that looks awesome. Yeah, for me, I mean, uh, it kind of looks like this all the time uh, when we're here. It's just a little dressed up with some more banners. Yeah, yeah, but it, makes, it really looks good. Look at that. Yeah, man, I'd love to be underneath there and getting misted there with that. Yeah, I mean, when it's 112 degrees, uh, that little mist would be nice outside. So we're doing good. Uh, it was a good day on the track or a good day in the uh, facility. Uh, everybody kind of getting their, getting set up and tuned in, uh, whatever they can do, mount their bodies, wings, go out and mount their tires. You can see here's another side of the track. You can see they have a little bleacher set up there for spectators. Uh, there's actually a VIP area also where we have we got two spots reserved in the VIP area. What? Yeah, I'm coming out. And uh, here's a jump, jump on top, little single, single, 180. Yeah, Kyle's saying uh, it actually looks professional and thought out. Yeah, the um, advantage here that they have is they put on a lot of events per year, so they have a really good idea of what to expect when it comes to, you know, having an event and, you know, having the pits full, what they kind of need, what they don't need. And um, so, yeah, I think just having the experience, um, uh, they, they, they hit the nail on the head here, picking this kind of location. Uh, and because they have the experience to probably do this right. And man, I, and, you know, just, in addition to this, I had someone talk to me today that uh, 
they already started talking about the 2025 World Championships. And that's going to be in Australia for 10 scale. Oh. And, uh, so that's back in Australia. In, uh, is it Sydney? I think Sydney. Sydney, Australia is the next 10 scale worlds. Oh, they already announced it? I, they might, I don't know. They might have made the announcement, or maybe I wasn't. I wasn't aware of it, but when the guy brought it up to me, it's like it made sense, but I don't know if he had officially announced it. But yeah, the world's in 2025 is going to be in Australia. So mm. we were, you know, we were just there in Perth in 2018 for the eight scale worlds. And, you know, and kind of when we went there and we left, I kind of felt like I'm probably never coming back here again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they made the announcement. Oh, you are. <clears throat> yeah, we'll be back there. So, uh, and you know what? We had a great experience. You know, the last time we did it, and different location, but I think we were actually in Sydney. We stopped there uh, on one of our layovers. So, yeah, um, it's not an easy flight, but yeah, you know what? We'll be back. Uh, Garrett's asking, is there going to be an opening ceremony? <clears throat> yeah, they traditionally always do that. I'm not sure if they do it, if they'll do it late tomorrow or they'll do it late Monday. I'm, I'm not sure when it's going to be. I, I think I have a schedule. I can pull it up. Uh, Chris is asking, what time should we expect the magic man on the track? That's all that matters. I think... I don't think Joel is going to be running this weekend, but uh, I mean, you know what? Yeah, he could surprise us. He could be magic at any time. I I don't see on the schedule. I don't see on the schedule the opening ceremony. I mean, they traditionally always do it, so I think it'll they'll have it. So yeah, um, <clears throat> update. Yeah, if you want to go to our uh, Facebook page, uh, Hannah already started the photo gallery for the event, so everything's looking pretty good there. Getting you know the photos up and, and running. Uh, we're gonna do some videos probably starting tomorrow. We're gonna do some driver profile uh, with a graphic for our drivers. We're gonna start rolling those out probably tomorrow. Uh, Hannah's been working on that along with Tyler, so they're kind of doing a good job together working on that. Um, start rolling those out maybe tomorrow. So huh, let's see what else we got. Some display we had a display here this weekend. Brought some new decals for the pits. Got a couple yeah. new products. Couple new products we're showing off. Uh, that's a photo you're showing there of uh, that was Tire Tech. All those boxes are each racer's tires. So when you want to do a tire Tire Tech, it's a lot of work. Uh, Randy's saying that uh, he loves that they are running four-wheel drive first to groove up the track for two-wheel drive. That should be the way they do it from now on. Yeah, absolutely. And plus two-wheel drive is the premier class. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Two-wheel drive, you finish with the premier class, right? Yeah, when I I heard it was going first, originally it was going first, right? That's right, yeah. And then with me, you know, in my influence, they switched it. Yeah, you, you, you emailed it in to Larry and to Ifmar. You put in your suggestion, and it's like, boom, 
Exactly. Right. And it was on the pod where I said, look, we got to change two wheel. And they did probably like a couple days later. So appreciate that. You know, one of the questions we had in the, <laughs> with our, our, um, our guy Kirby, obviously he just, he likes to joke around with us, but he was asking, you know, at an, an event like this, <clears throat> you know, why, why do we even come if it's a controlled tire? You know, that was, yeah, I was kind of bummed. I was like, ah, damn, like I used to love those tire wars back in the day. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, Kirby, fun, but man. what we do is, you know, a, a big part of what I like in this, in this business is I like the tire and the tires and wheels, obviously, but the bodies, the wings, the accessories. And that's a big, you know, that's what we make, right? So not only do we make the tires, but we also do the wheels, the bodies, the wings, and the accessories. And even though at an event like this, we run a control tire, it's, I think it's important because we're here supporting our drivers no matter what. And if you're racing for us, um, you know, and we have a little over 50 drivers at this event and we're here with, with product, we have tires, we have, uh, well, two wheel front tires open. So we, we did, we did bring some of those. Uh, we also brought, you know, extra wheels and wings and, you know, me and Paul were busy working on that, that stuff already. Uh, for drivers and we want to support our guys. We want to win. You're looking at the pictures here from the track behind us. That's Mayfield's car with the uh, P2 body on it. And so we're, we're serious about this no matter what, you know, we're, we're here to support our guys. Uh, You know, we're, we're really the only accessory manufacturer here in this capacity. Um, uh, AKA for Justin Juber asking what the control tire it's AKA uh, slicks is the control tire. And everybody's ran them quite a bit in practice, kind of testing and tuning. There's a picture of Justin green, uh, his first worlds. But uh, the, the difference here is uh, there's the tire mounting area. You see how packed wow. that was. Uh, Kyle's saying, uh, top three picks, who do you think will do well considering the controlled tire situation? I think the, the best three drivers that I've seen on this track. Now I've never seen, uh, I haven't seen a couple guys run. I haven't seen, uh, Marcus Corrupt, who is the current, uh, European champion in two wheel drive. I haven't seen him run in person. Um, and I've, uh, never, I haven't seen Davide Angaro, uh, drive this track. And I, I, I would, I feel that those guys are going to be very quick, but the fastest three guys I've seen in person on this track are Spencer, Dakota, and Brock. Those are the three fastest. And, and of course there's a third, fourth, you know what I mean? There's a third, yeah. fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, we got tons of fast drivers, of course, but I think those are the three best drivers I've seen on this track in person. And I expect those guys to be in the thick of things and they've done it. Um, 
you know, they, they've raced well. There's the, uh, the box where you put your tires in. Each driver has a box for mm -hmm. their tires. So um, I expect those three drivers to be in contention in both classes. And then, you know, there's always sort of, there's a couple guys that'll surprise you every, every event or every week, um, you know, that, that will, uh, for whatever reason, you know, they're running well that week or you didn't see it coming. Uh, they're a little bit, you know, yeah. a little bit on the down low and then they just come in and they, they're, they're quick. So there's gonna, there's bound to be somebody, there's going to be a couple. And then we have our KG veterans, right? The, the, the Ryan Mayfields, the Ryan Cavallaris, um, the Dustin Evans. Um, those three guys could make, uh, make some noise um, depending on how they're, you know, are they feeling it? You know, are they feeling that layout? So much of it probably depends on that. That's a cool entryway. Yeah. So this is, you know, traditionally, it's it's one of the best entryways in, in, at any of the track you go to anyway because it's got the doors that auto-open doors. That is very rare. You go to an RC track that has auto-open doors, but this one does. And they decaled it up, and it looks amazing. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do when the event's over. You know, do you leave it up there for the hey, rest I, of the I guess you leave it up the rest of the year probably, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would leave it up until the next Worlds. Looks cool. I wouldn't want to take that down. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think we talked about this the other day, but. Or you can get something that says home of the 2023 world championships. Yeah. You just get another little sticker made and you just put up their home of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You could take the date down. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was talking to Paul or somebody about this the other day. And, you know, I mentioned that. You know, no, you know, normally you're you're interested. Oh, you know, who's going to win? Who's going to be in the top three? Who's going to be your favorite? But uh, I'm interested to see a lot of different things this time. Uh, just who who is going to make the main? Who are your top ten guys? Who's going to? And then it's like the B main, the C main, the D main. These are going to be loaded uh, main events. So not only are the just the A main going to be, you know quick and fast, but B, C, D main. I mean, it's, you, you got, you got 50 guys here, um, 50 racers that are amazing. And, and it's probably deeper than that, but at least 50 are extremely good. So you're going to see some good stuff. <laughs> That's cool right there, too. That looks really, really good. Wrapped yeah, essentially, yeah, essentially wrapped right over the brick. And you still kind of have that look of the brick um, sunken in there a little bit. I'm sure that wasn't easy. <laughs> oh, no, there's your favorite. Race yeah. your way over to Starbucks. Only yes. 100, how many? 150 meters away. Yeah. I think oh, it's you're in heaven. They used, that they used meters. But yeah, I know. I'm uh, 150 meters. Let me translate that and see what that is here. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, it's it is. It's in the same parking lot, and I expect them to be pretty busy the entire time. Alex Sturgeon saying, uh, "Oh yeah, at the hotel working on the wheeler, and we get a rip cast." Wait, Alex is at the world's. Yep, he's racing. Wow, damn! All right, let's go. I should have showed up for this, Jason. He's uh, well, throw my. John Bolton saying good luck, Alex. Good luck, Alex. <clears throat> yeah, saw Alex today. He kind of did it right. He drove out with his sister from, you know, uh, Omaha. They saw a bunch of sites, took a lot of photos, and you know, it's not often you probably get to make a trip like that with your family, and and then sort of your destination is kind of getting to race, right? You get to run this big event and. Um, you know, I hey, killing two birds with one stone there. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's tough because I've been doing this a long time and, um, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm a little jaded, but when you've done this a lot and you go to a lot of events, I've raced in a lot of these myself. Sometimes you you forget that it is a really big thing to do, right? Like it's to be involved uh, in any capacity is a really neat thing to do. And a lot of drivers here experiencing this, uh, you can see that. You can see that in their their attitude. You can see it in, um, in everything that they're doing. Um, and kind of there's a lot of excitement and – so, yeah, it's nice to see. So, uh, John translated the 154. So it's uh, 164 yards to Starbucks. So, what's a football field? 100 yards? Yep. Very good. So, yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that far. More than the 30 miles uh, to Seelands Grove from LCRC. Correct. Yeah. All right. Thankfully, you had me to deliver it. Uh, Joe's there saying, Gotti, thanks for the StreamYard help. Yeah, no problem, man. Yep, Joe's there on his uh, Rain Out Town podcast went went to video uh, just recently. So Chris is saying, I've always loved the Ifmar logo. It triggers the brain, the real deal. Yeah, there's, yeah, there is something yeah. about it that's cool. Uh, Alex is saying, the drive was awesome, but by the end of the day yesterday, I was ready to get here. He's probably like in uh, Chevy Chase on vacation. All right, all right, let's go. Look at look at <laughs> his girlfriend stopped and looking at this. Or would you say his uh, sister went with him? Right, sister. Yeah. His sister uh, went with him. So his sister's like trying to take in the sight, and Alex is like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> I wonder if Alex had one of those moments, like in the first vacation, where he starts raining and he's like, he stops the car." Yeah. And uh, Chevy Chase, I think you're all effed in the head. <laughs> He just starts yelling at his whole family. Uh, Will Britton's racing his sprint car tonight. Okay. Will's doing the worlds. Where's he racing the sprint car at? I, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, John Bolton says Starbucks drinks all week on Gotti and the Rip Blackheart. Yeah, Jason makes me order it like when he when he goes away to these trips. I have to log in the Starbucks app, place the order. Jason picks it up. Add some money to the card. Yeah. 
<laughs> Got some vacation references here in the chat. Will saying where he ties the dog to the bumper. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, poor little guy probably kept up for a mile or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his whole like pretending to be sad. Heavy <laughs> <laughs> chase. Show him the collar. Yep, there it is. He goes uh, back to the window. What'd you do, Clark? Oh, the guy says, I'll go back and clean the rest of the carpet yeah. off the yeah. road. <laughs> and then she put two and two together. Yeah. Uh, Jake Engstrom building another touring car. So he's building another touring car, and he's listening to the Ripcast. Perfect night. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Joe Zare mentioned earlier, uh, Jeff Parker is here. And is he living down to his worst potential, Jason? No, he's he's here. He's representing Ifmar, it looks like. Um, I haven't talked to him yet. I usually talk to him quite a bit, but I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. Clayton is here from Roar. I uh, saw him. He handed out all the T-shirts. <clears throat> uh, Alex walking out of his room tomorrow. Shitter's full. We're mixing vacations, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got vacation references going on. What is there, three or four of those? Well, there's the first one, then there's European European vacation, right? Third one is Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vegas and then Christmas. Or Or Christmas, then Vegas. Yeah, Christmas, then Vegas. And then the uh, most recent one, I guess, mid-2000s? Or or when was that? Uh, 2015, 2015-ish. Does that even count? I don't know. No, not really. I remember you went to the movie theater to see it. I did? Yeah, you did. Whew. Yeah, it's probably pretty bad. It, it Actually, I mean, obviously it doesn't... They probably should have never touched it, but it was with Christina Applegate in it, remember? Yeah. It actually wasn't that that bad. Like, it wasn't... You know what's amazing? I mean, is Christy no. Brinkley. Right. Still looks uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I think um, he sent me a photo and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. In the 80s, you know, she was uh, obviously everything. Uh, she was in that original movie in the Ferrari. She was kind of the dream girl. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and today she's just a, a still beautiful. Uh, I don't know how old she is. Like, 65 or i don't know it's it's nuts yeah but uh yeah obviously look at obviously when you got it you got it i'm sure there's a lot of things that help along the way but uh but still when you got it you got it uh rj saying it was meh the the new one it was i mean it's okay it's not it wasn't bad yeah, I mean, it's just hard to beat the... I mean, really, Chevy yeah. Chase makes those movies. If if he's not in it, it doesn't work. Uh, I really liked Vegas va- Vacation, and that really wasn't a popular one either, but... Yeah, it's it's good, too. I, it's just at the tail good. end of his, like, run, right? Yeah. Uh, Garrett's saying, yes, she is. You're right, Jason. She is gorgeous. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Vegas and Christmas were the best, in my opinion. 
Okay, see, I vote for Vegas. Yeah. I really enjoyed Vegas. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RJ say my dad. He's quote. He's quoting here now. My daddy says I'm the best French kisser. <laughs> uh, I think if what it really is is he says Vegas the girl is says, a sleeper. The, the girl says, "And I French kiss," and he says. She says, well, everybody does that. And but then she says, Yeah, but daddy says I'm the best at it. <laughs> I mean the, the the fact that I mean there is I mean the, to me the writing the writing on the first vacation is the best. It yeah. um, I think everybody is kind of in their prime. That's like Chevy Chase's prime. Um, and then you obviously you got cousin Eddie who, um, uh, just a lot of people, I think in their prime in that, in that first version, uh, Joe's voting for, uh, vacation, the original and, uh, Vegas. So you got Vegas votes, say eh? Mr. Papa Giorgio in Vegas. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. And Adam bringing up here. I mean, we'll start with Will. This is so funny. We're like completely off. So anyway, yeah. we're <laughs> yeah. They're in the living room, right? They're talking, and he's like, they're talking about how much money Eddie could use, and you know, Clark is like, oh, you know, uh, how much money do you need, Eddie? I mean, you know, he's pulling out his wallet. Yeah, Eddie goes around fifty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> he starts shoving the money back in his wallet. Yeah. Oh man. And then the Adam rails the uh, the best that you just can't. I mean, we use this at the track all the time when you have a bad, like your car's working really bad, and um, you know you come back and it's like. Phew, you think you hate it now, but wait till you drive it. The family truckster. Um, Corey Jordan checking in. Left tire salute. Look at that engine and his. Uh, and he's checking in from YouTube. Yeah. Got to get guys to go over to YouTube. Tell a friend. Subscribe over there. In case Facebook ever gets taken down. <laughs> in case. Yeah. RJ saying he wish he could post a picture here. I have a sign over my TV year round. Shitter's full. That in this in this uh, we have the perfect location up here at the Airbnb. You could put a banner like that up here. <laughs> it wouldn't go with their like theme that's not going here. But. What's the theme in that Airbnb? Clocks. There's clocks <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that's a little spooky, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's like 11 clocks on the wall over here. <laughs> Are they working? Uh, no, they're all set to different times. Yeah, so maybe they're set to like, you know, East Coast and then. Mm-hmm. John Bolton saying family truckster slash body equals printing money. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a nice stick decal package for that. <laughs> You know, you'd have that wood grain with the yeah. <clears throat> you know what? What color is that? Like puke green or something? Yeah, I would say that puke green from the seventies. Then you put that wood grain along the side. And Diarrhea green. Couple. Uh, 
You could do a couple decal sets. You could put Clark above the door like the driver. You know. How about uh, how about when he's driving and Christy Brinkley pulls up next to him, and you know he's just he's hauling ass, get catching up to her, and the wife wakes up, slow down. Yeah, he's yeah. like sweating, and she's just. She's he's just, like with his bread. He's like kissing the bread. <laughs> RPM could make a dead grandma to put on the roof, Jason. Yeah, it could go with the dirty danglers. <laughs> oh, dude. This episode. Oh, my God. Pre worlds, man. Pre worlds. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're. But it's, uh, you know, really Alex got us on this theme. <laughs> Oh, we got on this because of Alex driving across country. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's fault. Jeff Todd says the dog peed on the sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> and that uh, keeps eating. Yeah, she's like, mm, eh. <laughs> yeah, I think she smells it. She's like, oh, whatever. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, Corey Jordan trying to get us back on track. <laughs> when does the world start up? <laughs> This is the vacation podcast. No, I'm not laughing at you, Corey. I'm just laughing at like we really <laughs> Corey Got getting us back track. on track. <laughs> yeah. Now Corey, a practice starts tomorrow for four wheel drive. And today was just check in, mount your tires, and how uh, they set the heats. And practice will start tomorrow. Four wheel drive only. So it's four wheel drive for uh, until Tuesday. The 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 main events are on Tuesday for four wheel, and then we start all over again on Wednesday for two wheel drive. <sighs> two separate events, right? Um, Andy's saying ideal for a new J concept. Idea for a new J concept shirt combine J con and vacation for a cool concept shirt. I mean, what of um, a, a very cool movie poster, and what they used for that movie was. Um, great that cover where Chevy Chase is like standing. He's kind of got his hands in the air. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Find find that uh, movie poster. It's a great artist uh, art piece. Okay. Yeah, Chris Lemon, the rally fun pack is <laughs> 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 a rally fun pack. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Vacation movie poster, right? Yeah. But it was the one drawing. Yeah, it's a a really nice art piece. He's got like one, he's got a wife around one leg and then Chrissy's on the other, I think. There's some cool stuff here. Oh, I forgot about Christmas Vacation too. God, that was bad. Oh, I don't even know if I remember, remember that one. Yeah, don't even watch it. Don't bother. Good. Um, I think right here I got it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's a great, that is a fantastic art piece. There you go. Wow. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah, I mean, look at it. They got the dog, and then, like, the dog is, like, barking at a snake. Christy Brinkley is on pulling on one of his legs. His wife is on the other. He's got a tennis racket in his hand for some reason. 
Um, and a golf, yeah, golf clubs. I guess stuff that you take on vacation. Yeah. How about when he goes into the hotel? He goes into the hotel with those new shoes on that Eddie gave him, and she comes to his table, Christy Brinkley. She's like, um, he's like, ah, the family's just a disguise. She yeah. doesn't own this motel. <laughs> yeah. 2,200 units nationwide. A like Christmas like, vacation when he's shopping for his wife. God rest her soul. <laughs> when he meets up with that hot chick, yeah. Are oh, you shopping for your wife? Huh? What? Oh. <laughs> uh, Chris is asking, do the slicks wear a lot? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I've heard drivers racing here a bunch using the same tires over and over. And then I've heard, uh, but most people are mounting new ones for every run because I think they're just, they're just feeling it. You know, they're in the moment. They're like, Hey, if I heard Spencer's mounting new tires for every run, I'm mounting new tires for every run. But I mean, they, they don't wear, I mean, they, I mean, you could probably run. I know when we run our tires here uh, for the other big races, I think we usually try to stay in like the three run range three to four runs uh, I think is kind of the, the end of where you like to be, to be, to be good and fast all at the same time. I mean, of course you can go a lot longer than that if you want, but if you're racing on the pro level, <clears throat> everybody here wants to race, of course, on the pro level. So they're mounting as many as they can. I don't think you need it, but that's what happens. So, but the, the wear is minimal. I'd say if you just went and out there and ran, you could probably run 10 times. Uh, what's the max number of sets? Looking forward to watching. It's unlimited. You can mount as many as you want. So what do the guys typically mount? Like, is there a cutoff point? They're like, yeah, that's, that's enough. Good right there. Uh, I think most guys today were, were mounting six. Uh, six sets. That's what I saw most today. <clears throat> so I think there's some out there that are going to mount um, mount the six sets. They're going to go into each practice run with a brand new set, and then they'll have it broken in for one run when they want to qualify. Um, I wouldn't be surprised there'll be people that run brand new ones um, just because sometimes – <clears throat> they'll have a great run with a brand new set of tires and they come back and they just say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> it's the world's and they just do what, you know, what they think is necessary. Um, Jeff Todd saying <clears throat> he saw a post on Facebook that they ran short of four wheel drive fronts more coming tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I heard that. I think they ran out of four-wheel fronts, and I'm not exactly sure why they ran out of them, but um, but they did. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll get some. I'm, I'm sure they'll get some out. <clears throat> uh, I mean, this is not something that – I mean, it does happen at these races. You do sometimes run out of stuff, and you got to, you know, go to plan B, get some more in, and keep rocking. But, you know, usually it's because 
and maybe they were already expecting more to come in anyway, but, you know, usually what ends up happening is people just mount too many <laughs> to start with. I mean, when you're out there for two hours mounting tires, you're, you're mounting quite a few. And I mean, we're talking about you have tomorrow, there is, I think, do you get six runs tomorrow? I think it's six runs tomorrow. Uh, let's make sure. Yeah, so there's four rounds of free practice and then two controlled. So you're going to get six runs tomorrow. So people mounted a new set. Of, most people mounted a new set of tires for every. And now this isn't a qualifier. Mm. This is practice. They mounted a new set of tires for every practice run. But sometimes that's an anticipation that you're going to use them after one run for actually for, for qualifying. So um, you go through a lot. Uh, Alex, Alex is saying five sets for him, uh, two hours of gluing. It was a blast. Yeah. With a little hint of sarcasm there. Yeah. I mean, it's um, Mayfield said he was down there. He, he said he did it quick, but, uh, you know, he's like, when it comes to getting stuff done, we've talked about it before on the podcast. He's like no other. When he decides he's going to rebuild the car or do the shocks or mount tires, it happens now. And uh, so, but yeah. Um, uh, Alex is also mounting tires tonight for the uh, free practice. Yeah. So the situation is there's four rounds of free practice, which you don't have to have officially tech tires in free practice, usually just for the control practice. So Alex is kind of being a little smart. Maybe he brought them from home and uh, didn't have to pay the full price from the hobby shop here. Maybe I don't know, uh, but that's a good, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we'll say nothing's going to grip like new rubber. I mean, that's what I'm sure people hope that that's, you know what? There's something about, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. And in, in any of these races, sometimes it just feels good to start a new qual, a big qualifier on a fresh set of tires, because inevitably maybe there wasn't something you were happy about with the last run or something like that. And then you're just thinking, you know, starting with a brand new set of tires, just, it just feels good. It feels like, you know what, this could be a magical set. This could be, you know what I mean? Like you just, you never know. Hmm. Oh, there's a uh, Matt right up there. No, that the, was Chris. Oh, uh, they, I mean, those guys were just at our turf race in Connecticut, so um, they're yeah. working. They're working hard. Oh, uh, which, by the way, uh, give us a little rundown there. How how did you do? <clears throat> you know what? I'm disappointed that you weren't there because I like I drove so well at the turf nationals. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it on the. You know what? And I've been telling people like I was talking to Spencer. I was talking to Lee. I was talking to several others, and I was like, "Go back and watch my A3 man in two wheel mod." I'm like, I actually looked like I was fast, and <laughs> they nobody go back and watch it. I can't get uh, anybody, I, did. I can't get anybody to go watch it. Yeah, 
They're probably like, yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, exactly. Spencer's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go look. Nothing. Yeah. Did you you check that out yet? No. Nah, sorry. Not yet. I will. After the Worlds, maybe. uh, The track felt the same as kind of as I always did. You know, I did a little race report afterwards on Facebook just because trying to set the right example, you know, and uh, talked about how the track felt as good or, or better. Um, <clears throat> than uh, it ever had to me. Uh, it's the best car I've ever had there. It's my car. was straight off the track from the Carpet Nationals, which we ran in March or April at Beachline. That was the last time I raced on a surface like that. I ran the exact same car with different tires, and it that's the best car I've ever had there. And for some reason, I that's the best I've driven probably in – probably five years at least. Wow. Jeez. Um, yeah. I was like, wow. I had people messaging me, asking me, you know, why I don't race more and man, you should get back into it. You're, you're doing so good. And I was just like, that's nice. I mean, it's nice that, um, got people behind me, you know, like Edwin Materius and these guys that I've raced with for years. Um, Paul, you know, Paul was messaging me and, uh, Tyler, it's it's nice. There's nothing like, you know, in this or in anything. There's nothing like feeling like you've, you uh, you you did well or or your best. I guess you could say, you 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 did your best, and that's really what this world comes down to. For everybody that's racing, is it's like just do your best. Um, it, it's it's getting. It's not trying to, you know get uh, an accomplishment done that is way out of your league or, you know, you don't show up to the world's going, man, I want to do exactly what Spencer or whoever the Spencer is of the weekend. I, I, you know what I mean? What you got to be able to do is you have to do your best. And that's how you, you kind of walk away with a good feeling about it. You know, like Alex, you know, He's capable of having a weekend that, you know, he goes out and if he runs like he did there, um, he was, was he at our race? Was that in December? Last December? Anyway, he was running good qualifiers, clean races. If you do that, you can run five minutes with very little mistakes. Let it, the, 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 you know, the results are what they are. You, you did what you could do. And I think that's what a lot of the racers doing this need to concentrate on is doing their best. Uh, that's right, Chris. Uh, absolutely. The magic man can win the whole thing with one set of tires, Jason. That's all you need. <laughs> I'm, I mean, as a former world champ, he could probably just show up and uh, and they'd put him right into the race so he could prove it. Yeah. Not too late. Practice starts tomorrow. We saw a guy. This is a good one. We saw a guy today with a brand new kit. And he said that he was going to race, run it tomorrow. He hadn't even built it yet. He's signed up to run. He's going to, he's going to run it tomorrow for the first time. What kind of kit? It was a associated B74. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he was asking people set up and 
you know, the, they had told they were, me. They that were telling them the wrong answers. <laughs> no, they were just like, wait, do you have a car with you? And he's like, no, no, I got to build it tonight. And he's going to run the world? Yes. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah. How can he, he run the world? He, no, he's, he signed up, but he just got his, he, he, he just got the kit. He's going to build it here. I mean, he already made the, you know, he signed up. He did everything. He signed up. Yeah. I mean, he did everything he needed to do to be in the worlds. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That was just some guy off the street. No, 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 no. He, he did everything <laughs> he needed. He's a really good driver. No, uh, they should put one guy in there. Like that's just off the street. See what happens. Yeah. Just to give you some perspective. Yeah. Some RC dude, but that just started. You allow one person to enter that just started. That's isn't that like a joke online that in, in any Olympic event they should put a average person, they should have an average person compete so you yeah. can see the difference. Exactly. Watch the guy win though. Or at least contend. Actually he he's he's a really good driver. I mean he 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 will have good results. <clears throat> He's just got to get it built tonight. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bishop saying, just build it and send it. <clears throat> uh, Bobby Lane, top fan, checking in. Sweet. Got to love those top fans. Nothing wrong with being a top fan. Yeah. John Bolton saying his car would hit everything and never break. That's Joel, right? Absolutely. Magic, Magic man. man. Can do no wrong. Of course, he's not going to hit anything, though. Well, that's if he hits some. I mean, he's not going to. Right. I mean, come on. I keep checking to see if my um, Joel Johnson edition Ultima shipped, but nothing yet. <clears throat> I've seen. I saw one person with one. What? Where? Like it was just a photo. Like they posted oh. a photo, and I don't know where they got it, but it was like actual kit. Like it. It was like. In his, you know, like on his table or something. <laughs> All right. Well, mine didn't ship yet. So um, I did have uh, someone send me photos of uh, the kits in the warehouse over over in Kyosho. Like just, there was a lot too. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a massive amount. I'm like, because he, he sent me uh, uh, photos of it, and he's like, I think you'll be okay. You're, you're going to get yours. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Joe, the the average Joe guy versus the pro guy. That'd be awesome. Well, maybe not so awesome, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Just throw the average Joe at the Worlds. See where he places. It's funny in the, the video how, like, you can't, like, you, like, the surface of the track looks almost, like, perfect in the. Yeah, right, right here, it looks amazing. Yeah, just yeah. smooth, like glass. I mean, in, in person, it's not quite that, you know what I mean? You can see the. Yeah, right here, you can see. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. yeah, it's, you know, I talked to Jake today, who's um, store manager there, and he spent a lot of time building this track, and yeah, he pretty, you know, he said, he's like, he's like, you know, he goes, we thought this was really going to take a long time to build the track, but he's like, it, it kind of just, he's like, it kind of fell together. He's like, it just, he's like, it went, the track build went really quick. He said they were done super fast. Um so, <laughs> wow. Randy's saying he saw a video on YouTube of the Joel Johnson Ultima unboxing last week. I know it's probably I one of those uh, influence, influencers. What? Um, 
Oh, Paul I guess Wynn. you better get going, Paul Wynn. They're at Cooper's. I like Hawk. that place. That's messed up. Well, how did you not get an invite to that? I did. I did. Oh, this turned- huh. Look at the commitment level. That is commitment. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. The Rip fans, uh, the Rip heads. Maybe now yeah. Jason's texting them, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we get something. Well, it's still pretty early there. If we uh, log off here, you can run over there quick. Um, checkered Pass, what's up? What's going on? YouTube. YouTube check-in, perfect. So that was another thing. Tom kind of brought it up here. Tom Bishop, he was there with Andrew at the Turf Nats, and he had his full um, – little spread of food out there for us. He had brought in the Swedish fish, as he talked about. He he had burgers he was cooking. We asked. He made a <clears throat> grilled chicken one day. Wow. Tom, uh, I told uh, Tom, <laughs> I told Rose today that you were a perfect, well, almost perfect substitute for Rose. Because Rose, a uh, Kaufman, usually does a lot of the cooking and treats us all like family at these races and uh, I told I told her that Tom was a very uh, reliable substitute. So, and, and you were talking about the Swedish uh, fishes that he brought. What yeah. what do you have there tonight with you, Jason? Share it. Well, Allison and Hannah earlier uh, yesterday. Find they, Swedish fishes, so he went out and got. Well, Allison and Hannah went to um, the heck's the name of this place? Trader Joe's. And they had the Scandinavian swimmers. <laughs> I got to see this. Scandinavian swimmers. It's got to be a ripoff of the Swedish fish. Yeah, they're totally a ripoff. Scandin- Scandinavian swimmers. Uh, and they're good. They're pretty good. Like, I'll, I'll find no. a red one. Got to find a red one. Those are the, that's what's best about the Swedish fish is they're all red. Right. Tom Bishop saying no knockoffs are allowed, Jason. So <laughs> this, I, we got the knockoffs right here. Scandinavian swimmers. It's like the. Uh, it's the first time I'm going to endorse a knockoff. Wow. So, um, here they are. <laughs> it looks like a what is it? A fish? It's a lobster. I was going to say it looks like yeah, it looks like it's a crab. A little lobster. Yeah, lobster. Yep. Okay. They're good. All right, Jake Engstrom saying he had some last week. I've never heard of him. Um, yeah, the Scandinavian swimmers. Hmm. All right, Tom, we got to have Scandinavian swimmers at the next race. <laughs> He's like, oh, gosh. It's like a bag of – it's like you can get um, – the thing about going to Trader Joe's is it always seems like a knockoff, but then they charge like five times as much. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably like 15 bucks. They are gluten-free. Oh, well, there you go. I bet if you took one of those lobsters and compared it to a Swedish fish with a blind test, I don't think I could tell the difference. Wow. What do you think of that, Bishop? I don't know. (laughs) Do you believe that or not? I don't know if I could believe that. Same texture and everything. It's really close. Yeah, sound, it it does. Checkered passers. Uh, it does sound like something you might order off Wish. 
Everything we have in here is from Trader Joe's from last night. Hmm. All right. No way, not happening. Can't replace the Swedish fish, according to Bishop. You know what's really good about the Swedish fish is they offer them in so many different quantity breakdowns. You know, you can get the small packs, like, you know, Tom brought out sort of the quickie pack, right? If you just want like, you know, you want like 11 or 13 Swedish fish, it comes in the bag. Or you can go to the bigger bags, or you can go to the family size bag. They got so many variations. Little Halloween ones like that. Like yeah. Two exactly. in there. Yeah, exactly. You get the Halloween ones. You know. All right. Scandinavian swimmers. There's like a whole story on the back. Ow. <laughs> that, didn't, uh, that didn't hurt. What's Lobsters. the story about them? Lobster. Inside this nautically bedecked pouch, you'll find an ocean-inspired shapes. Lobsters, dolphins, seahorses, and rockfish. I don't even know what a rockfish is. I don't have to Google that. All adding up to an aquatic assortment of yummy, gummy candies. It says you, you can take them to the beach or the aquarium or places without water, like the track. Tom's not believing in the hype. He's like, you know what? There's nothing like an original, like a J Concepts S15 body. That's how we write the press release anyway. Hmm. Well, here's a rockfish, if you're interested. Yeah. Okay, well, here we go. Checkered Pass is saying, um, supposedly, according to videos on TikTok and official fact checkers, uh, that Trader Joe's basically buys lots of brand name products and rebrands them under the Trader Joe label. Probably. I mean, I just don't know how you. Well, you think they would just repackage the fish then? Why make them lobsters and rockfish? And it seems like yeah. something they made. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't exactly know how they how they work it. But <laughs> we got uh, Joe Pillars. Uh, who's going to have a breakout performance this weekend? <sighs> I guess we got to decide what's a breakout performance, right? So does that mean somebody that you weren't expecting and then they break out and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it, we'll have to have them, you know, do they, do they have to be in the A? Um, do they have to be on the podium? Uh, I mean, uh, Marcus, who just won the Euros, if he made the main or podiumed, is that break out? Um, hmm. What I'm going to I say one of the drivers that's going to have a pretty breakthrough performance is the kid from Japan, Kuki Kato. I think that he's going to probably make both mains. That's, I would say, um, I'd say uh, Kuki Kato. I think that's how you say his name. I, I see him doing really well, and I think he's going to be legit. And I don't know that most, I guess in the U.S., probably don't know who he is. 
but he's a hell of a driver and he's has some experience here. I see him having a great weekend. Um, I think a first time winner. I do. I think we're going to have one first time winner. Somebody's going to win. Uh, Adam Rails is asking. I think we're going to have one. I don't know that we're going to have two first-time winners, but I think we're going to have at least one. Mm, interesting. Uh, Randy saying he sees Matty G making a main. I mean, he's one of the drivers that I think has a has a definite chance to do it. Um, he's kind of in. I would say of all the people that I've seen working towards this race, I would say Matty G has probably worked maybe the hardest um, trying to do well at this particular event. So I think Matt, I think if he made one main in any capacity would be a huge accomplishment as it would be for anybody. Uh, you're only talking about 10 guys. This is not the Psycho Nitro where 20 people make the main. You only get 10. And it's the best drivers in the world. So you have to be one of 10 of the best drivers in the world. Not easy to do, especially today and on a track like this. But, uh, yeah, the, the the driver from Japan, Kuki Kato, I see him having a great, a great world. And... I also think that it's intriguing um, if to see if Ryan Mayfield and Ryan Cavallari can make both mains or one main or where you know how they do this. You know, this is probably the, <clears throat> the their biggest challenge I would say of their world's racing careers because it's not guaranteed right now. Um, and for many, many years, they were probably uh, penciled in easily. And it's not like that. Maybe there's only maybe there's only three guys here that are really easily penciled in. And I think that um, everybody's got their work cut out for them. It's just... I just I don't really know how to say it um, any any other way other than it's going to be a battle. And I think I, I, I think you, you're going to have a couple of these surprises uh, as we talked about. You know, there's I don't have like a like an entry list in front of me, but I believe when they ran the last race here, the world's warm up, I want to say. There was a couple drivers in the main that I think are really looking forward. Um, they're, they're, they, they feel like this is kind of their moment. I think people like um, Tater Sontag. I think of I think of um, Brennan Schimmel. I think of like Lee Setzer. I think of um, a Dominic Passione. These guys ran good at the warm-up race, but that's four or five guys right there um, that 
made a main at the warm-up race. And I think that they kind of feel like, and then Matty G, he was one of them, Davey Bata. Um, so that those are guys that made the main at the warm-up, who I think have like kind of, in not so many ways, they've kind of targeted themselves as a person that can be in the final. And so, you know, that's, that's a, that's a pretty good group of guys right there that I think, and I think those are the kind of the names that Joe Pillars is kind of referring to is people that are kind of, I wouldn't say on the fringe, but they're working hard to be on a pro level and can they have a breakthrough performance? I think is what Joe's kind of referring to is somebody that wants to be a pro or can they be a pro? They think that, he believes they have to make a main at this race to become a pro. And that's probably true. So um, those guys that I just mentioned, I think are, are they're there. Um, and can, but can you do it on this kind of stage? Three out of five qualifiers. You have to have three good ones out of five. And so. Yeah, I, you know, what Dave Bowman here mentioning Chase Lemieux. I I think he's another driver. He he's right on that. He's in that list that we just you know that we just mentioned um, that made a main at the warm up that has some ability to do it here. He just got second at the Roar Nationals, I believe, four wheel drive. So yeah, it's. <laughs> That's why you just cannot fill it in. You just can't say, "Oh yeah, it's gonna." This is the the crew, right? Um, yeah. I kind of feel like, for some reason, at the eight scale world, like I kind of felt like I knew most of who the top ten or twelve guys were going to be. Maybe I, you know, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I feel like I knew a little, a few more of them that were going to make the final last year. This year, I, I. I it's hard to make that call. Um, Jeff Todd asking Ryan Mayfield is running and associated um, B74.2. Uh, Gotti had up the photos earlier. We can pull that up again for you. Show you from the J Concepts uh, Facebook page. Uh, it was a nice photo. That's why we want to bring it up again. Looks cool. Right. You know, Randy Lockett oh, checking right. in here. Randy races here all the time. So I've seen, we should ask Randy who he thinks he's going to win. Uh, Randy, who do you got? Because uh, I think you run typically run TLR cars, but I don't think you really necessarily have any skin in the game. Um, but you you can pick them. Uh, you can tell us what you think. You've been here. You've seen a lot of these guys run. Uh, tell us what you think. So Ryan Mayfield is running an associated two-wheel and four-wheel. Shea Concepts supported. Kind of interesting. Uh, it's really kind of cool for us in a way. Um, kind of interesting for us in a way. You know, we had, uh, you know, Ryan's been with us since, uh, one second. Hello? Hold on. I got my. Got the hot water heater guy there. I was just saying that we got a picture of Ryan's car and, you know, it's unique for us. We've all these years uh, that Ryan's raced for us. Uh, you know, we've bought him some 
truggies and buggies in the past to race with, but first time we've ever bought them, um, 10 scale buggies to race with, uh, you know, you can see a sponsor assortment here on the car is kind of, um, you know, we're, we're the top, um, top sponsor in this case, which is kind of cool for us. Um, he chose to run the associated cars. He ran the TLR car. Was it at the desert classic or the warm up race? And, uh, he, 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 what he said about the TLR car when he ran it was, he's like, I didn't feel like my driving was good enough to take advantage. If there was any advantage to running the TLR car, because kind of the, the narrative was, is Dakota was doing so well with the TLR that, maybe the TLR car was working really well on this track. So we got a, we got one for Ryan, Jake built it for him and Ryan ran it at one of the races. And he said like, he was like, you know, he's like it more than anything. He said it was more of a pain in the ass to try to run two different cars. He's like, I had an associated two wheel and I had a TLR four wheel. And he said, it was just a pain. Like <clears throat> he's like, a lot of people say, Oh, it'd be cool to pick whatever car you want. And he's like, and I could, he goes, I could, he goes, I can pick any car. He goes, and you guys just get it. But he's like, for me to have one of each, he's like, I just felt like I wasn't, um, he's like, I'm going in the hobby shop. I'm getting parts for one. And I got to get parts for a different one. And none of the shocks parts are the same. And he's like, it was just a pain in the ass. And he's like, and I, he's like, I didn't really do that well with it. Not that he couldn't um, with a little more running, but he's like, I just felt like, I would rather just be on the same platform. He goes, I'm going to pit next to Spencer. Spencer's my buddy at this track uh, in general. <clears throat> and I might as well just run the same um, cars as him. And whatever I get, I get. So uh, he went with the associated car here. This is uh, the P2 body on it. We just did. So looks cool. We did some special edition uh, car stands. This is one we we did a couple different decals here added to it just for fun. Uh, Spencer's got a couple cool, got a cool car stand. Brock we did a try to do one. We did one for Dakota. Didn't quite turn out perfect, but we made do. Uh, so Randy, who's spent a lot of time at this track, said Maddie G looked really good last few times he's been out. So. He gave Spencer a run for his money, uh, and I believe it. Uh, Randy's also saying he expects Brock and Dakota to be near the top. Um, Mitch checking in from YouTube says, uh, I like that new decal. Oh, and to update Paul, he said, uh, any update on the water heater? Uh, he went to Home Depot. He got a new one, and he brought it here, and he's got it installed, and he's checking it now. Can I have awesome. some hot water soon? Yeah. They can all come back. <laughs> yeah. So who um, else do we have here in the chat that makes some predictions or something? Uh, like I said, Randy is, uh, expects Brock and Dakota to be near the top. And I do too. Dave Bowman. Oh, Chase Lemieux. Yeah, I think you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, man, he had an awesome Roar Nationals. And what's, what's interesting about him is um, – I'm trying to think of this at, at the moment, but 
he's in a very unique situation because there's not very many uh, like father-son combos where the father in this situation was a really good racer and then can kind of mentor the son. And um, so he's got a lot of the right things working as an advantage. He's got a great track, a track side where he can practice a lot. <clears throat> he concentrates, I would say, mostly on 10 scale off-road. And he really has it pretty close to being mastered. And, you know, there's nothing like being, <laughs> you know, a 20-something year old or in your teens uh, race in the worlds. Uh, that's the right time period that you want to be doing it. So, and super capable. So, yeah, it's, I, I definitely see that. Like you said, that, that could be a very big breakthrough. But, I mean, he just got second at the Nationals. That's pretty breakthrough, too, right? I mean, that's pretty damn good. So, uh, so Mayfield's running uh, – the answer is uh, – Mayfield's run associated both classes. Yep. And we're, and we're only seeing four-wheel drive photos right now because there is only four-wheel in the program uh, right now. So, you know, it's four-wheel first and two-wheel. So Two-wheel starts Thursday. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, you can see here in the pit area, everybody, this is in the background for people listening, but it's – this is the, the tire mounting area. These are photos that Hannah shot earlier. And you can see how packed it is. It, it's it's completely full. Uh, take your time. You get in line and try to get your spot and start mounting. It's a big process. This is the biggest, I would say, of the, the world, the whole world. And this, we talked about this before, but the biggest part about the whole world is this right here, is this mounting entire yeah it it, it is such a such a big job anybody bouncing their tires there actually i haven't seen a lot but i'm sure people do and the question is can you balance them Mm. i don't know i can't remember that yeah i mean the thing i always say about balanced tires is is the the insert does the insert can spin inside the the tire so lots of times when you're balancing this stuff, it comes down to how you glued it and where the insert is because the insert mm. have a high spot. So if you balance the tire and everything and the insert spins inside there while you're driving, the balance could now change. So, wow. So you could be getting, uh, you could be doing, doing it totally wrong. Yeah. You could be kind of doing the, you could have the opposite effect. Now, if you glue your inserts, that that could be like a you know a big thing is you glue the inserts and then you don't have such a um, you know you don't have that chance of spinning. But like I said before, I said if there's an advantage to to mount or uh, balancing your tires, it would be in Truggy, and I think Mayfield's won more Truggy Nationals than anybody, and I think yeah, maybe doesn't. I think he balanced them once because Adam Drake did them for him. <laughs> and the rest of the wins he has is without balancing them. So, I mean, I, I remember Brad Ralph's mount, uh, balanced a, a pair of tires for me once. I had such a bad run, and I was like, I'm not ever doing that again. Wow. He okay. did such a great job, too. He balanced them really well, and I was like, man, these things are sweet. And then I just didn't have a great run. I was like, ah. So you just blamed the balanced tires? Yeah. No, I was just like, I'm not doing this again. 
That was a waste. Uh, that's uh, Tom saying that's almost like the white and yellow rim debate. Well, that, you know. As we got some white and yellow rims here. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a big thing because Dakota is a serious threat. Um, and you know what? If Dakota wins a class with yellow wheels, I will definitely. Um, uh, don't, don't, don't do it. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is what, what I'm saying is, is that I, I would definitely wish everybody, because what's going to happen is everyone's going to post about the yellow wheels, right? Right. So if somebody wins with yellow wheels, let's just say Dakota is the biggest threat. Um, then there's going to be a huge surge um, of people going for the, the yellow wheel win. And you know what? I would, I could not be happier. That's what I was trying to say. I couldn't be happier for somebody to win with yellow wheels uh, than Dakota, if he could get it done. And uh, My list won't look as nice, but Hey, I'm, you know, <laughs> he, he deserves it. Uh, Randy saying, when was the last time Yellow Wheels won at the Worlds? 2011. Yeah, it's it's, it's big stuff. And uh, who was the winner with that? Do you know? Cavalry doubled up there with Yellow Wheels. But it's 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 been a dry spell. So, uh, man, I don't know. It could happen. Uh, Gabe saying that uh, Kinwald won in 97 with Yellow Wheels. He did. Uh, Mel Marks checking in on YouTube. Got some YouTubers in here now, Jason. It's growing a little bit. I have been to a few Desert Classic races, and the track felt grippy at times, then loose. Always had issues with consistent grip. And I think what he's what he's stating there is is it is pretty common that I think the racers feel that way, and certainly I think it affects more drivers in the modified class than it does in the 17.5 and 13.5. Cause when I, when I'm here and I'm watching, I feel like the classes like 17.5, 13.5, like the guys love the track. They, the, they can, they can kind of do what they want. They can drive at the speed they want. I feel like the modified guys struggle a little more than normal because there's something about the last minute, minute, minute and a half to those races that make things a little more difficult. And uh, that seems to show up in modified a little more than the other classes. So, um, yeah, you know, oh, it is. Um, I think we got a little bit of debate on the Joel Johnson 87 edition though. We do. I mean, looking at photos, the front rims look yellow, but the back are not yellow. So it's a split decision. I guess. Look at Brett Kingsbury. He's just stamping it. He just says Spencer's winning both classes. Like, it's just like, poof, he's just like, done. Yeah. All right. And you know what? It's possible. Uh, John Bolton saying the front, wheel, front wheels on Joel's car were yellow. They crossed the line first. Yellow wheels for the win. Wow, that's a pretty good way of looking at it. Uh, Randy's saying, I think Joel was a dark horse in 87. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Well, they probably didn't. 
Uh, Jason, I, uh, Tom Bishop ordered Scandinavian swimmers off Amazon, and I have done the same. He's going to do testing. So I'll have him here too. Okay, good. So yeah. we're going to have a big test session. That's the mixed fruit, right? Uh, this, Yeah. Soft and chewy gummy candy. All right, that's the one I ordered. There was only uh, two bags left. Oh, man. Tom Bishop saying not national level, but Andrew and I hold our own father and son team in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you don't see very often that you see with – I saw with Tom and Andrew at the Turf Nats is them in, like, the same races. You don't see that very often um, at these events where, um, you know, maybe one will be in one class and one will be in another class in the family, but what you see often or very rare is you see them in the same race, which is kind of interesting. Like they'll be like side by side and stuff. They'll have one will let the other go or they'll accidentally hit each other. That's the stuff that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Randy saying who from the outside, uh, who from outside the USA has a chance to podium. Right, I, a would lot of say, I would say Davide Ungaro, um, Michael Orlowski, Ungaro, uh, and then uh, Kato. Uh, so there's four guys right there that could, um, I think, international drivers that could podium potentially. We just don't know on a couple, uh, unlike uh, – Davide Angaro, we haven't seen him run here, but he got second at the two-wheel worlds last time. So I don't think he's really afraid of this class, and something tells me that he's going to be pretty good. Uh, Drew's asking, is Bruno running? Yeah, that's another good point, Um, Drew. You know, Bruno is the defending champion in four-wheel, and he won – he's a two-time world champion in four-wheel, and – he did do the warm-up here, I believe. Uh, I mean, he, he did make one of the mains, and it was in the B main and the other, I believe. But, um, yeah, it's just, man, you got to think that he's going to be, um, I mean, I, I didn't put him in my guys that could, inter, you know, an international racer that could podium, but, <clears throat> I mean, he is a, a two-time world champion in four-wheel. I I don't, I don't know who to put in there and, and who not to, but he's definitely one that needs to be. Dave Bowman is asking, has there ever been someone to win an eight-scale and ten-scale world championship? I don't think so. Um, the closest to it happening was – in 2019 when it went to an A3 in two-wheel and Spencer beat Ungaro in A3. Otherwise, if Ungaro would have won, he would have been the four-wheel drive. I'm sorry, he would have been the eight-scale world champion and the 10-scale two-wheel drive world champion at the same time, which is just insane. Like, if that happens or could happen, and it could happen this time. (laughs) Jesus. Because he is the world champion again in eight scale. So he could, you know, if he won again, and then you just got to, then you got to say like, all right, what's going on here? Because I mean, traditionally 
I mean, those two classes are hard to win separately to win them in the same cycle. Just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's possible. Uh, Tom saying that, that there's a lots of talent at this race. You're going to have to hit your marks better than the rest. Yeah. I mean, it, it couldn't be, you know, said any, uh, any better really. I mean, you're going to have, you're racing for tenths of a sec. You're always racing for tenths of a second, but in this situation, you're racing for tenths of a second to get your way into the A main at the Worlds. So um, those baubles, you, you can't crash. I mean, you have to be, you have to be amazingly fast to crash and turn in a top run. Uh, there's only been a few guys that could do that over the years, but you know, in this, you're gonna have to be on. You're gonna have to be spot on. And people realize that you can you can feel it when you're just in the pit area. You can feel the racers; they already know. Oh, here we go. John Bolton's asking if you have any new products uh, coming out here at the Worlds. We do. We're we're showing a couple things. We haven't shown it yet, but we do have a few new things. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Which eye? Both. All right. Um, Checkered Pass is asking, do you know the measurement of the track? How does the location compare to the previous tracks? Um, and also, Jason, are you sad that the worlds will never be on a loose, fluffy dirt like those of the 90s? All right. So, hold on. Let me... The measurement of the track, I do not know. Uh, maybe Randy knows there, Randy Locken, but... If I just looking at it, maybe 110 by 80, something like that, uh, 120 by 80. It's it's in that range, 100, yeah, 120 feet by 80 feet, something like that. So, yeah, what? so go back to the other question about the – was first was the size and then something about the other surfaces or something. Does it make you sad the worlds will never be on a loose, fluffy dirt like those of the early nineties? Uh I, I think there's sort of an in-between. I, I think to me, when you look at some of that stuff. I, I don't think that it's the most fair for racing a big race like this because I've raced on a ton of, you know, true outdoor dirt, uh, dirt tracks, fluffy dirt, whatever you want to call it. But what the biggest problem with those surfaces is they're not consistent. And when you're racing a race like this where you have, I think they have 14 or 15 heats here, 14 or 15 heats it's hard to keep a track that has that type of condition and that type of uh, uh, you depend on the moisture in the track uh, you you can't just let a track be fluffy like it doesn't work like you have to keep watering it um, you have to keep watering it to keep it fluffy uh, there's a lot of maintenance you have to do um, and I think that if you tried to have a race like this, 
with that kind of surface, it would be hard from race one to race 14 or 15 to have identical speed in the track, especially in today's day where everybody just kind of, I'm not going to say they know everything, but especially when they're online, everybody knows everything. You're, you're from race one to 15, it's going to be hard to have a consistent surface with speed. I mean, you're talking about this is you're racing for tenths of a second. So consistency is real of the track is really the name of the game to have a successful event. If you're going to have a track that changes, I mean, when we, when we raced, if you got water or you didn't get water, the track was drying out or the sun came out, it changes everything. So if you got a track, even a blue groove days, if you got a track where the sun came out in, in 15, if 10 or 15 minutes, you could have a much better run than somebody else. Cause you got sun and somebody else didn't. So I think this is, um, for racing like this, it's, this is good. Um, from a, an appearance standpoint, it's nice to have the loose or fluffy dirt, but what I think is a good in between is just maybe if you had pin tires, and you, and you did race in a, and maybe it's blue groove outside. You know, it's like a, a blue groove outdoor track. And Lee Setzer's back here at the place. He, he's entertaining me uh, here know. to the side. But um, so, and, but you know what he brought this up today was I mentioned earlier that somebody had said the two, 2025, it's hard to say this. 2025 worlds is going to be in Australia on an outdoor track. And they're talking about um, running pin tires. So I think that's the good in between is being able to be on a track that you can run pin tires, but you're not depending on the track being wet to produce the quickness and the speed. Cause if you're depending on that wet dirt, like they were really in the 91 worlds, the one that's really popular to look at on YouTube, then, you know, it's hard to get that kind of consistency. So I think there's a good in between. And I do think that we need that. We need that bad because there's a lot of people that, especially viewers and old school racers that love that look and that um, racing on that condition. And that sounds like we're going to see a little bit of it, a, a little bit come 2025 in Australia. So We'll see. Uh, you were close on the track side. I think you said 110.80. It's uh, yeah. 100 by 75. Yeah, so there you go. Caliper eyes. Uh, now, is this track uh, gluten-free? Because I know Allison's there. It uh, is. Uh, good. <laughs> it's a gluten-free track. Good. Uh, with 2,900 yards of dirt. So there you go. I mean, if you think of, oh, you got a 40-yard truck, you now traditionally a you know, a dump truck, there's, I think they have 40 yards. It's a lot of dump trucks to Damn. build a track. You have to have a ton of dirt. Checker pass is saying another Astro or carpet worlds. I want a worlds at Robin hood in the UK. And, you know, we, we've, uh, we've talked about that a little bit about how that would be a great location for the worlds at Robin hood. I don't know if they've put in for it, but, They would be a cool location. I think to what, you know, Randy's saying here, the late eighties, early nineties tracks were better. And you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. 
and I do think that we're due for a kind of a reboot. I've been saying that a little bit, but I think that eventually 10 scale is going to have a little bit of a reboot and we're going to, we're going to see some backyard tracks. We're going to see some things start to happen again, where I think drivers are going to just start doing it organically mm. where, where they build up, you know, these tracks that are like this hundred by 75, hundred by 80, they're going to build these in their backyard and you're going to start racing. Um, you know, I think you're going to see that happening. I think it's going to happen. I, I don't know when, but I think it, I think it will. Randy's saying it's all about tires today. Eighties and nineties was car setup. I mean, when I race, as long as I've been racing, it's all been about tires. <laughs> I mean that. I mean to be honest, it out. I mean, <clears throat> I don't go quite as far back as Randy, but I started in the end of 1990, and from the end of 1990 when I started, all the way till now, I've to me the tires have always mattered the most, and I, I and I love that side of it. I always did when I started. I like choose. Well, you know, this kind of goes back to what Tom said. Um you racing the track, but to me racing the track was we had to pick what tire to run. And that was by visual. You know, you looked at it, you seen it was a dry, was it wet? Um, you looked at, you know, you know, was the inside line different than the outside line? You looked at the, you know, was it, was it uh, dirty? Was it, you know, having any issues? So you had to consider all that before your qualifier. And then you would choose your tire based off of how it looked. And I think, you learned a lot doing that because you had to, you had to live and die with that. And with your decision, you had to make a decision. Um, you had to make a decision. You had to live with it. And that's what I liked about it. Uh, Mitch, you're saying bring back the Lucy X pattern. I ran those a little bit. Um, I, I never really liked that tire all that much. But I also didn't race in Southern California and some other places where it was definitely a big or you know indoor track where I know RCHR I got I, I happened to race there one time I, I know Randy raced there a bunch and I think that was the hot tire there you cut them in half oh what Kenwald told me um, Kenwald I was told, when I went there Kenwald said look I cut them in half to start and then before the main I cut them in half again. <laughs> so um so that was Kidwall. He'd mount a brand new set of X patterns. I don't remember if he was putting in foams by then. He probably was. And yeah, t- brand new, cut him in half, and then before the main cut him in half again. That was his setup. <laughs> uh love uh Lucy Four Rows and X pattern. Yeah, um, I mean the Lucy um, Four Rows. What what Matt has here in his photo, it's funny because I think that's like a low C, maybe a pro SC or a, a pro um, on an old school track. But yeah, I ran low C four rows. We ran those in Savannah, Georgia, Patrick Rossiter, uh, which funny is there's two Patrick Rossiters. There's his dad, Pat Rossiter, who I met first, and then Patrick, who I didn't met, meet till many years later, of course. Um, but we used to run, I mean, four rows all the time there. We used to run some at Lake Park. Uh, it was such a small, um, 
the low C4 rows, when you look at them today, they're tiny. They're really narrow and they're small. Uh, cool. Look, it's a cool, fun tire, but uh, they're, they're small. Uh, Checker Pass saying, what does Jason think about 10 scale world's tracks being built fresh from the ground up like the eight scale race in Vegas versus running on existing tracks like hobby action? I, I actually, I like that idea. The only thing that you'd have to do is you'd have to know something about if you're going to have the control tires. Now you have to know, all right, what is the surface going to be kind of like, you know, are we going to pick a control tire that kind of works? You kind of have to have a, you'd have almost have a little test race or just a a test session to figure out what you're kind of going to do and then pick the right tire for the, for the track. And I think um, other than that, I really like the idea other than I don't know that it'll ever happen again or happen because you really need a lot of people behind you uh, to do it. And you got to have the support. The sponsorships aren't as big as they used to be in this game for races like this. I know Richard Saxton, he's told me many times he ran that race at the 2000 worlds in Vegas. And he said he got $90,000 in sponsorship money. And by the time the, the race was over, he still had $6,000 of his own money in the race. <laughs> so, Dude. so he, uh, and, and that's great. I mean, that's exactly what it tells you is how much it costs him to do that event it was over a hundred thousand dollars in Vegas in the parking lot there at the Silverton, I think is what it was. And how expensive it was. And, to do that, you'd have to have somebody now. Uh, you don't get as deep of, you know, I'm sure here they're probably lucky to get, I'm sure they were lucky to get less than half of that for sponsorship towards this race. And um, so I wish you could do it, but you'd have to, somebody would have to like have kind of like a lot of money that wanted to do it and then uh, and good connections or a manufacturer that just wanted to do it and, you know, take on all the costs. I don't know. Uh, Jeff Todd's asking, how was the particular, how was this particular control tire chosen? How did Ifmar select this brand? The track selects the, the tire. The only thing you can't do is you can't have the same brands back to back years. Okay. So for instance, um, we did the control tire in 2013 in 2015. It was the Schumacher tires on the AstroTurf 2017. They chose sweep tires um, for the race in China 2019. They used Proline at in Slovakia at Hudi arena. And here they use the AKAs uh, mostly because um, <clears throat> that's, the track's decision. So when they asked us, I, you know, I've said this a few times on the podcast. I mean, they asked us to do it. And I actually said no, because when we discussed it as a group, I kind of felt like, first of all, it's your, your, your best tire. So we have to dedicate a ton of our best tire, our best inventory uh, to this race. And then two, Um, We have a lot of fast drivers that are local 
And I kind of felt like the first thing that happens at these events, no matter when I go, whenever I'm going, if there's somebody that's very good, they always accuse them of cheating. So my idea was, well, if we just completely are out of the whole tire part of it, if we're out of the, you know, this tire side of it here, none of our guys can get blamed on that side of things. And I felt like that was a better road. Just let them do. Yeah. It's a good picture of the tech area. And, um, you know, you, you kind of go with it. So, so I think that in, in my opinion, um, when they asked me, I said that I didn't want to do it because of those two reasons, because of the, you know, dedicating a lot of inventory to it. And then the number one reason was it was, it kept our drivers kind of in the clean. You know, there was nobody that didn't say, well, Jay concept somehow, I mean, they make up so many stories at these races sometimes. Um, you know, they, you know, several years ago, they were saying that we paid off some technical inspector somewhere. Oh, my God. I, I brought in a briefcase with like $10,000. <laughs> I forget. People make up the craziest, people make up the, the craziest stories. And I'm like, you know what? I think the best thing is we don't participate in the control tire here. And, you know, you, you go with the AKA, which I knew would probably be the second or the other option. And I think it, it's working. Uh, so far from what I've seen, it's working and it keeps us out of it. We can concentrate on uh, the other products as we have before. And um, it's been, it's, I think it's, it's working well so far. Uh, Randy's saying as long as everyone's on the same tire, then the brand doesn't matter. Yeah, that's 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 the idea of the whole thing. Is you evens the playing field. I mean, there were so many years where um, there was tire wars at this event, so that's why they decided to do that. And I don't know; it was fun. I mean, I was part of the tire wars for a while yeah. as a awesome. racer. As a racer, you know, we you could bring in special stuff, and but I mean, today, man, oh, man, it would be a you know, if you brought in the hot thing here and, uh, man, people would go nuts today. <laughs> just not like, you know, the old days where it was fun. Matt's saying he just cracked, cracked open a beer and waiting for Gotti to start crushing on Joel Johnson. So I can start the drinking game. You did miss it then because we were talking about him. Yeah, we had a little bit, but when that car comes in, you're going to be going crazy. Yeah. So Matt, I think you missed about, about six or seven beers. So go ahead and chug those down quick. All right. I guess we'll, um, you know, head on out here. I appreciate everybody for joining us. This was, uh, it was pretty good. So, yeah. I mean, we hopefully, you know, if we're done in a reasonable time, maybe we can do, do another one here while we're at the event. Yeah. You're kind of going through the slideshow here now, showing some photos in the background. So. Oh, Corey Jordan wants to know, will you see a front wing at this track? Maybe. Mitch York is asking Jason, will the new P2K bo uh, body come out for the two-wheel? I don't think so. Um, I think we're sticking with uh, the three styles we have currently, which is uh, S2, F2, P2. And there might be a new one, but it's not the P2K. We, we may have another new one, too. May see it this weekend. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, 
keep your keep your eyes peeled, as they would say. <laughs> anyone running upside down? This is like a lightning round towards the end of the episode here. Is anyone running upside down shock setups yet? Nope. I haven't seen the upside down shocks yet. How about lay down shocks? No lay down shocks either. So maybe, maybe not. We'll catch you uh, midweek if Jason gets a break in the action like this. Um, if not, we will catch up post-Worlds and hopefully a successful one for us. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>